So, the big question is this. How are pitching coaches like us, who aren't lazy and driven by our ego, who actually care about getting every player better, how do we coach in a way that lets us break free from the status quo, see things differently, and impact each one of our players for the better, all while changing the landscape of this game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andy Powers, and welcome to the Pitching Secrets Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited to have you join me today. I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, to talking about this and sharing it with you. So I wanted to talk about something that I realized last night when I was at my son's 7U coach pitch game. Some of you guys may have uh, heard me talk about uh, Chase every once in a while and, and let you know, but he just got into his very first year of uh, coach pitch. And it was supposed to have happened in the spring, uh, but you know then we had the shutdown, so they canceled the season, and so he wasn't able to really experience it. But now he is uh, able to start to experience it. And you know what? He's having a blast. He, he's having a whole lot of fun. Um, we uh, we uh, are you know still working at it, still trying to get better at, at catching balls and, and making our throws and hitting the ball. Uh, he but uh, you know he's got a lot of he, he's he's having a lot of fun and that's right now that's all I, I care about um, in terms of uh, you know where he's at with stuff as long as he's enjoying himself and he he certainly is. But last night he was playing in a game and I was just watching the teams warm up. And, you know, just like you, I'm sure you've been around a million games. You've been around a million different levels with your own teams or watched other teams warm up and practice and uh, and do all of those things the way they go about their business. And uh, and it's important. It really is. It, you know, sometimes players don't understand the importance of, of how they carry themselves, conduct themselves just in, in warming up. Uh, not only for what it does for them mentally and physically, but also what it does in the message that it sends to your other the other team that you're playing. I was always a big believer in that, and uh, even last night, and I and I I know I guarantee that nobody knew what they were doing or as far as what was going on. It wasn't intentional necessarily, but nonetheless, I'm sitting here and I'm watching two groups of seven year olds, and. We've got one team, which is the team that my son is on, that there's a lot of kids that are still learning how to catch. They're still learning, but you can see their confidence growing. You can see them getting more and more comfortable with it all the time. And then there's the other team where I look across the field, and these kids are playing catch with each other. They're catching the ball in the air. Um, they're making good throws to each other. The coaches are hitting them balls uh, or throwing them fly balls. They're catching them. Uh, just the little things, and it was really impressed with me. I even turned to Sarah, and I was like, "Man, these kids can actually catch and throw." And it wasn't like one or two kids; it was pretty much all of them. They all were sitting there just playing legit catch, which you know, to me, at least for what I've seen, because um, I haven't spent a ton of time down at the seven-year-old level. I got to be honest, is uh, really impressive really impressive how they were how they were doing it and uh in my head i'm sitting there going "Uh oh the the, these guys maybe they may be a little bit uh a little bit better than than we are and of course you always got to play the game that's the beautiful thing about baseball is that you always got to play the game the most the, the the best team doesn't always win it's the team that plays the best and uh and i've always believed that too 
But, you know, of course, at this level, at the seven-year-old level, it's a lot easier uh, or a lot more common, I guess I should say, that they're going to make a lot of mistakes uh, in doing that. So you go through the first inning. The other team hits first. At the end of the first inning, they bat all the way through the lineup. I don't think anybody even made an out, quite honestly. Uh, they hit every ball. Uh, and most of the time when you're playing at this level, if you guys if you guys have experienced this, by the way, you'll know what I'm talking about, and it's probably one of the great times of, of, of watching a baseball game for or different reasons. But if you've never experienced this, let me just put it to you this way. You almost only, all you have to do is almost just put it in play. Because most of the kids are not going to field it. They're not going to make a good throw. They don't know necessarily where to throw it. you got all this chaos. I have literally seen kids, you know, I'm not even going to call it an inside-the-park home run, but I have seen plays where kids have basically gone all the way around the bases and the ball never left the infield. And it's amazing to me because you'll sit there and, you, you know, kid hits the ball to shortstop and the runs all the way to first, and then the first base coach is telling the kid keep running keep going and he gets the second it's not even close and then all of a sudden they make a throw it, it just goes chaotic and then they runs the third oh, keep going they actually stop play when the ball is held and you know the, the runner you know basically can't move or they get the ball to the pitcher who goes into the uh, onto the mounder in the pitcher circle and then that that is you know dead ball so anyways last night they're playing and we get all the way through the top of the first. I think at the end of the first inning, it's like seven to nothing when they when they bat all the way through. Uh, and uh, otherwise, I don't think we ever would have got out of the top of the first, quite honestly. But you got kids that are up there, and you could see that they've got a plan. They they've got an approach to what they're doing. They're used to hitting balls, uh, you know, that are being starting to be thrown to them and everything. And then it was our turn to hit, and it was like three up, three down, real quick. I think three strikeouts. It was over. And we go back out, and the other team scores some more. They actually strike out a few times and stuff. Inning ends. We come back. It's our turn to hit. And I think it's like three up, three down again, honestly. And then they come back, and they score. Now the score is like 12 to nothing, and then it's our turn. And then it's, you know, like four up and then three down. Um, Chase actually ends up being the last hitter of the game. He strikes out, and uh, that's ball game. You know, we got run ruled. And I got to sitting there going, man, that other team, even for seven years old, was impressive because of the way they carried themselves and they went about their business. And I think that it always falls back, and here's the point of all this. The game is pretty simple. You can always go back to the famous shower scene in Bull Durham. You hit the ball, you throw the ball, you catch the ball, right? Everybody wants to make the highlight, you know, web gym, ESPN role, you know, everything where they're, they're getting on and, and, and making the unbelievable play, and that's cool, fine. Practice that, have fun with it, do whatever, whatever. But for the longest time, one of the things I always said was the difference between Derek Jeter and the guy at AAA for the Yankees was that Derek Jeter could make the fundamental play a whole lot more often than the guy at AAA could. You know, and, and, to, and strip away the contracts and all the money and stuff that people got invested. Okay, let's just talk about that. The difference between the guy breaking into the big leagues and the guy still stuck in AAA is, for the most part, the guy who got to the big leagues is able to do things more often than the guy at AAA. Okay, I mean that's there's a whole lot of talent. There's a lot of times where you people I you know I've talked to at the higher levels could argue that there's more talent in the lower levels in minor league baseball than there is at the big league level. Well, why don't they get up there to the top? 
mental issues potentially, consistency most likely. Okay? So it always goes back to it. And I thought that last night to me was just a an awesome reminder. And I hope that it's something that you guys can understand too, that it always eventually comes back to the basics and to the fundamentals. And the team that can throw the ball to each other more consistently, the team that can catch the ball more consistently, the team that can put the ball in play more consistently, the team that makes fewer mistakes on a regular basis. Remember, it's not the best team. It's the team that plays the best. And there was no doubt about it last night that that other team played the best. Talent-wise, I'm not sure. Seven years old, who cares? They're all having fun. They're all joking around. They're all dancing when they're on first base. They're all making mistakes. It's awesome. It's, 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 it's great stuff. It's a lot of fun to watch. But the, 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 the point didn't change. The team that plays the best is the team that's going to win. And so I think that that involves, you know, you know in our discussion today, it's kind of more of a broad 30,000-foot view picture for a, a whole team thing. But it goes on to it, – it, it absolutely applies to pitching as well. It's not the best pitcher always, but the pitcher that pitches the best. Okay? So you don't have to throw gas to be successful. I've seen a lot of guys that can pump it up there and they get rocked. And I've said for the longest time, I've always been convinced that you could send a jet fighter airplane through the strike zone. Eventually the hitters are going to catch up to it unless you've got something else to combat it with. So the guy who can locate, the guy who can change speeds, the guy who can slow it down, speed it up, mix it in and out, up and down, the guy who can do all of those things, that's the guy that's going to give you the best chance. Now, if that guy has some velocity behind him to help, even better. Okay, I'm not sitting here knocking the whole, you know, it's all about location and velocity doesn't matter. I'm not saying that at all. It does matter. It's always mattered and it always will matter. Okay, but it's the guy who can execute more consistently. That's the guy who's going to give your team the best chance to win. And that's what we're looking for, and that's what we're asking for as pitching coaches. And it applies at the high school level, it applies at the college level, at the pro level, at the 12U level, and it definitely applies at the 7U level, is the team that can make the more fundamental, basic plays more consistently, executing what they're supposed to do, is going to have the best chance to win. Okay, And so I just wanted to kind of share that story with you. It was a reminder for me last night. I hope it's a reminder for you, or just kind of to, to refocus a little bit of back to the fundamentals, the basics of what it is that uh, you're needing to do. And uh, so I hope that was uh, was helpful for you. So anyways, I am looking forward to our next game, and I hope that uh, you guys are doing well out there as well. And uh, I will talk to you later. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast. If you want to learn more secrets to enhancing your pitching coach abilities and add to your playbooks, all while breaking free from the current status quo of today's coaching, then I want you to join me in my movement to becoming a pitching boss. To start, I'd like to give you a free three-day masterclass for pitching coaches. In this masterclass, we will take a deep dive together on arm care, creating your daily routine, and developing your pitching staff rotation. Go to bullpensecrets.com forward slash masterclass and sign up to get started today.